Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint. Today, our guest is Richard, the co-founder and CEO at Vibout. Hello. Hey, Christian. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining our show. Uh, at first, please tell us what is Vibout. Vibout is a, a marketing platform with uh, 12 to 14 AI-powered tools that marketers use to help grow their business. So okay. they can use a few tools like email and social media, or they can use all 12 plus tools combined to execute their campaigns. And what's the main goal? What's the biggest problem to solve for the marketers? Marketers that typically have one main um, goal is to increase brand awareness, which ultimately leads to better lead generation, right? They yes. want to close more deals. Yeah. So technically the core um, goal of a marketer is to communicate better with their leads, communicate better with their prospects and with their existing customers. And the way they do it is to use a product like Vibout. And uh, from, uh, or what, what do you say are the top three most used uh, products out of those 14? Sure. Email marketing with our predictive AI capabilities. We have a powerful automation that lets marketers create the sequences of events to follow up with the client, to send out messages and do a lot of stuff. Okay. And then we have a very powerful social media suite, which allows you to schedule your short videos, reels on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, nice. Pinterest, and more. Um, these are the top three out of the 14 or 12, I'm sorry. But we have two more tools launching soon, one of which really excited about, and maybe I'll tell you guys later as well. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you'll keep us waiting. Okay. Uh, what is the most common industries that you see uh, for our Digital product? marketing agencies, they love our product. They live on the product. And they usually, they have anywhere from 10 to 50 customers that they install VBOT for. So from okay. an agency perspective, they rebrand the product as their own. Like tomorrow, you can launch your own Christian marketing suite and call it whatever brand you want. Yeah. So th this is the first segment are small digital agencies. The second are small businesses, usually one to up to 50 million in revenue. This is what we call small business uh, yearly revenue. And they have a marketing person and that marketing person, they understand why they need marketing. Very important. Right, right. And uh, did you mean that you sell white label to those agencies so that yes. so they can resell? Nice. That, that's an option. feature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite success story that you can share with us? For example, how you helped an agency, I don't know, close more deals or help their clients? Absolutely. Something, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, have, we have dozens of these. So I'll tell you two stories. One of them, there's a, an agency that's called MDT Marketing. They have about 50 clients. They were just bouncing between MailChimp, Constant Contact, Textiful, and a few other tools. And they came to VBAC, consolidated all their tools in one place. They white labeled the product as their own. And they were able to automate most of their customers' outreach fully personalized via email, via SMS, via retargeting, and also automate the reporting. So that kind of personalization and automation for an agency is probably top of mind and they were able to double their customer base in just 12 years of adopt uh, 12 months i'm sorry of adopting the product okay that's a great one do you have uh, anything uh, another one that you want to share or shall we move on well one is a small business it's uh an e-commerce company actually they sell furnitures for schools 
Mm-hmm. And since adopting Vbout, they unleashed our the marketing automation, the e-commerce marketing automation, and they reached 10 million plus in yearly sales by using Vbout, um, by simply communicating better with their customers. So our e-commerce marketing layer is extremely powerful as well. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Sure. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, the competitors. I know it's quite a competitive space. And uh, yeah. how is Vbout different from, from the rest? Well, first, we have 12 tools working together or working individually. It's up to you. You don't have to buy the whole stack. You can customize it as your own and just use a few of them. Um, We have a lot of AI features, not only wrappers around ChatGPT, OpenAI, and these third parties, but we built our own predictive models internally so you can send out better email campaigns Although we do integrate with ChatGPT to write content for email, content for SMS and social, but the AI integrations and the predictive modeling are, are very good. Um, also, our features are not just simple. They actually go deep in terms of if you want to publish a social, for instance, okay, we have so many features that let you as a team replace a product like um, Loomly or uh, if you're using Hootsuite or yes. something very robust, you can actually replace it with Vbout. So those depths of features varies. Now, on the other side of the equation, we have the pricing is very reasonable and the support team that's really treating you like the way you're supposed to be treated. That's very important as well. How how does the pricing work? You can start from as little as $100 a month and just grow your way from there. And from a marketing spend perspective, $100 is usually a lot less than what you need because you're consolidating 12 plus tools in one. So you're going to save a lot of money by simply starting using Vbout. Um, and you're going to get the power of a HubSpot marketing cloud that's usually costing you $2,000 a month uh, to get started with. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Uh, thank you for sharing. Sure. Um, next would be the story of the company. So I'd love to know it if you can share it with us. So how you started it? It's actually the typical, we started as a digital agency. Okay. We used a lot of tools. <laughs> You face the we problem. suffered and then we yeah. created our own product, realizing there's a need in the market. So we were as a digital agency struggling using so many tools or we had to shell out thousands of dollars for one license for one client. Yes. After going through all this, we relaunched Vbout and that has been the journey since then. Um, so we work very closely with digital agencies. We understand the digital agency world and our reseller, reseller layer is extremely, extremely powerful. So if you have any digital agencies or you know them and they're looking for a product, we definitely can, um, they will find pleasure working with us. (laughs) And would you say that agencies are most of of your customers? Pardon me, I I didn't hear. Uh, Would you say that uh, agencies make up for most uh, of the customers, for the majority of the customers? 50% of our customers are agencies and 50% are small businesses, including e-com, um, a marketing practitioner is important to have somebody running their email campaigns and social media. Okay, okay. Uh, and did you uh, did you give up on the agency? Did you close it to focus on this project, or did you keep them both? Yes, for the most part, I'm fully focused on <laughs> okay. on Vbout. I don't want to be in the service i industry. It's completely different dynamics. Uh, in my heart, I wanted to be in the software SaaS software B two B SaaS software, and that's really my my specialty yep. for 10 years now. <laughs> Many people are uh, making that transition. So 
I'm curious to know if you have any advice for somebody that just had an agency and uh, is uh, is on the way to launch a product or get into the SaaS world. Absolutely, yes. Agencies definitely should have their own white label technology as extension of their offering because clients are usually shopping around and agencies that are selling their services and their strategy first. They usually tell the client we have powerful tools to help us execute. So that that piece is really important. Be it VBOT or be it something else, I highly encourage agencies to start adopting new technologies, particularly technologies that are embracing AI, right? Because yes. you, you want to work more efficiently. And this year and next, you're going to see a huge change in how marketing is done with AI. So that's one. Two, you want to create processes because you're going to find out that 80% of your, 80% of your clients are, are going to be sharing similar things, uh, be it a design for email, be it an automation. So being able to create those templates and processes and duplicate them when you get a new client is going to help you with efficiency. Last but not least, number three is rely on your technology provider like us to give you resources at no cost that's going to allow you to learn. We give you templates, we give you agreements, we give you contracts and the training that you need to become better in the technology execution itself. And you don't have to pay a dime for it. Um, so these are the three things that I recommend for agencies. Thank you so much. Now, sure. uh, I want to know how big is your team? 20 and people. How, uh, how many? 20. Okay, that's amazing. And how did it change in the past? I guess you're more, right, as an agency. How did it grow from yes. being an agency? Oh, yes. I mean, as an agency, we were five people oh, okay. and okay. a few freelancers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, that's completely different dynamics because now the majority of the team is actually engineering and and the rest are just scattered. Um, so it's a completely different idea. <laughs> and I guess you didn't raise any funding. You just bootstrap it with the money from the agency, right? VBOT, we raised over time from okay. institutional investors. But the last, I mean, five years have been just self-efficient. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, what do you see is the vision for the future of the company? Become a household in marketing and everything AI because AI enables your marketing. We've been invested before the wave of chat GPT and friends. So we want to become a household and people can understand their options when they're adopting a marketing technology. You do not have to pay top, top dollars to get the best products. VBOT is an amazing product. I use it every single day to run my own marketing for our, ourselves. Yes. And I always say this, you know, you got to taste your own medicine and, and practice what you preach. Everything we teach in VBOT, we execute ourselves to grow to sustain, communicate better with customers and to retain customers as well. Um, so yes, that's my um, answer to that. And let's say on the other side, on the, let's say, negative side, what, what was your biggest challenge since starting the company? Well, there are always challenges. Now, depending who you talk to in the company, <laughs> right. I, I think when you, depending where you are in, in the life cycle of a company, you're going to have slightly different challenges. But if I am yes. to say which ones are going to be the common, are, it's going to be hiring and finding the right team. That's okay. always going to be your challenge. Okay? Yes. And if you do hold on to them, scale at different stages of the company, you need to scale differently. Maybe in the initial stages, you need to get 10 customers and then you need to get 100 and then you need to get 1,000. 
So when you scale to these different levels, your go-to-market and strategy will need to defer. And that's always going to be a challenge. Um, then you have <laughs> competitive market. If you're competitive, a lot of clients, I'm, I'm sorry, a lot of business CEOs, they usually get consumed by the competition. I, I highly say, listen, whatever it is that you're working with, just be focused on what you're doing. Execute, find your clients and try to grow through your client base and be consistent. It might take you, and investors know this, it takes 10 years for a company to get to a good place, period. You know, it doesn't take a day, a month, a year. Um, and it doesn't matter what segment you're in, even if you're trending with AI right now, it's going to take you a decent yeah. amount of years to get to where you need to get. So with that being said, you have to have a long-term plan, yeah. be consistent, that, you know, don't quit and understand that it's a bumpy ride for everybody. There's not even one single company that you hear their story and they just <laughs> came out of the box, right? 99.9% yeah. .9 of companies, you're hearing about them years later. Yes, years like ChatGPT, like OpenAI. <laughs> Been since what, 2012? I mean, 2012 they started or something close to that? Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the story, reality. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I love it. Uh, how did you get your first customers for your new SaaS product when you launched it after the agency? From the agency. So yeah. I sold them the product. I was, uh, obviously I had clients, I was running digital campaigns for them. And I'm like, I, we want to use products. Let's use this one. And instead of paying for MailChimp and HubSpot, let's just pay for, for okay. this product. Yeah. Um, so that's how I got the first clients. I also went out to a lot of speaking events and I pitched the product and ultimately people will come up to me after and they start learning about us. Yes. And I always hosted events uh, to teach people about marketing and marketing automation, lead gen. And these events, they don't necessarily convert immediately, but when somebody learns, they will never forget you. Absolutely. And when it's time for them to <laughs> adopt a product, they will remember you. Um, yeah. So with that being said, I've always been pushing education. What we learn, we send it down to the community or up to the community. And that's that has been uh, the main ways we acquired our first clients. That's amazing. And do you still do events? Every month, 10 months out of the year, we take a break two months. Um, I'm always doing joint podcasts, open for that, love it, speaking engagements, uh, video recordings, workshops. Yeah. Very active. I, <laughs> that's very important, I guess. And uh, yeah, you, you can see the, the results from that. Um, but how about today? What is the most successful go-to-market strategy that you use? I, it's, it has to be a combination of. I know sometimes they, the founders, they focus on one channel, and that's great if you can find that one channel. Yes. I know companies who focus on partnerships, and they partner with companies, and they just go through that, and they grow. Um, others, they do podcasting, which is what you're doing. Yes. Podcasts can get you visibility. Um, short videos. I mean, you're getting, you're posting something on, on a short on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, and you're getting 500 views, 1,000 views. These are eyeballs to your product, right? Right. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. So with that being said, I think it should be a combination of these. Now, if you ask me how to do each one, obviously, you got to learn. Yes. <laughs> if you want to do paid media, paid media is good, but it's you need budget, you need time, you need scale. It's it's a little bit difficult and it costs a lot of money. I don't want to discount the fact that paid media, meaning paying Facebook and YouTube and YouTube to be published is not relevant. Uh, but 
you might not have the budget and the patience for it. Um, so with that being said, I would say podcasting and guest events like this one, sharing your own with your community. So creating your own podcast, everybody's expert on something. Yes. Doing short form videos. Like you probably can take this short 30 minutes, break it down into 10 reels. And yes. Now you have 10 pieces of content. So content repurposing is very, very key. Um, and um, yeah, just speak to partners, potential partners. Great answer. Great answer. Thank you. Uh, and now we arrive to the last part of the podcast. I'm curious to know how you started your career, let's say after high school or college. Oh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> the journey has been um, quite, I mean, I think entrepreneurs are trained. No, no entrepreneur is born. And I don't, I'm not saying entrepreneur in a privileged way. I'm just saying an entrepreneur as a person who has tons of responsibility on their shoulders and they're responsible for others, empowering others. So I had yes. it since I, I came to study computer science when I was 18. And I started, you know, playing with my own ideas since then. Uh, opened up my own restaurant when I was young, learned nice. a lot, continued my degree. Uh, I started my own online uh, businesses that failed. One of them was an Etsy-like product called Talents Bid. I remember spending all my savings to build it and I failed miserably. And since then, I asked, you know, I kind of learned and stacked my knowledge a bit by bit from, you know, running the restaurant and how the dynamics of hiring and getting the right people to building my own products, digital products that failed and what it takes to put a team together, hire the right engineer and get the idea in place to doing the marketing for these companies and then ultimately to where Vibot is today. So stacking your, your knowledge and your expertise over time. Um, that's that sort of summarizes my 20 year entrepreneur journey, if you may. And today, what would be your best piece of advice for a starting entrepreneur, or let's say you 20 years ago? Um, I mean, honestly, I, I think I, I practice 80% of what I preach. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I, te I tend to be consistent. I, my, my approach and my method and my deliver delivery, um, I don't need a lot to be content a lot of people they they scale their spending a lot faster than what they're making um, i don't think you need to be um, you need to be hungry to for success but you don't need to be hungry for spending which is a big issue people quit because they feel like i have all these expenses that i accumulated yes. and now i cannot continue my idea um, also take care of yourself mentally and physically very importantly physically because people who are physically fit and I, I just say this with, <laughs> you know, my entire life, I, I've, I've seen the time where I didn't practice and be fit and the times that I focus on my fitness, yep. it changed my mindset a lot. Because when you conquer thyself, you can conquer anything else. Um, it's a form <laughs> of discipline. Immediately when people see you in a good shape, they could assume that this is a disciplined person who can help, actually help me with my business. Um, but ultimately, you do it for you long-term, healthier, um, you can wake up more energy with more energy, you can lead people more confidently, et cetera. So these are small tips. <laughs> but but they, they, they make up the great, uh, the great results, right? The, the small habits make up yep. the great results. So <laughs> thank you for Backing that. Habits. And, and I say this, I've been speaking about this to somebody who is starting to exercise and they've been finding it extremely difficult to be co consistent. I'm like, look, micro habits, just stack them and do them over and over, they become part of your day. You don't even notice. You need about, and I think the science says, is it, 
I don't know if it's 47 days or 67 yeah, days. 60 days, probably, I think. Yeah. So something in that range. So if you stack up habit day after day after day, it becomes part of your routine. And honestly, um, and, I, and last but not least, I want to add to this. I was watching this podcast with Andrew Huberman, who said that there's a part of your brain that grows when you do things you hate doing. And that part of your brain is actually associated with the love to live. The, the, that will to survive and live and well, thrive comes from that part of your brain. So the things that you don't like doing, try to do some of it on a daily basis because that's going to ultimately push you forward. Um, <laughs> that's so valuable. I didn't knew it. I'll check it out. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, your favorite software that you use, but apart, apart from Vboot? Oh, I, I use a... <laughs> I use a few that I think are this indispensable and that's going to depend what you are currently working on. I use Canva a lot. That's one. I use Vbout obviously extensively and I mentioned it. Yeah. I use um, OBS for recording and podcasting a little bit as well. I'm, I'm on it. ChatGPT. Uh, recently, I installed a browser extension called Harpa, H-A-R-P-A. It's been helping me a lot do quick on-the-go summary uh, of things. I use Google Keep for taking notes. And now Google have ML Notebook, which I tested, not quite there yet, but they integrated BARD into it. Okay. So AI note-taking. Um, yeah. Sounds uh, promising. <laughs> and I tend to rely a lot on the power of my brain, I would say, <laughs> at this point. Um, I don't want to atrophy those things i'm outsourcing to ai you know people i had to write things in the past and now people stop writing it just asking chat gpt or bard or whatever you use ultimately those faculties are going to atrophy and you're going to find yourself less capable of creative writing less capable of organizing yes, yes. so even though i'm a big believer in ai and how it can amplify your life i still believe that you need to keep doing certain things manually so you you stay sharp in that in that area. Yeah, we need balance. I totally agree. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to tell us today on the podcast before we close it down? No, I mean, I would say if, if somebody's listening to this podcast because they want to get inspiration, honestly, the inspiration will come up from within you. People like me and, and you, Christian, thank you for doing these. Thank you. Ultimately, I'll just giving you words. But if you don't go out and get, I mean, just get it done. Um, it, you, nobody's going to come there to help you or rescue you. You need to be the captain of your own ship. You need to be active. And trust me, it doesn't matter if you fail once, twice, or a hundred times. Every time you try something, you learn something new. And ultimately, this is how you stack up knowledge so you can succeed in your next journey. So with that being said, I would just go out and do it, whatever it is you're, you're working on. Thank you so much, Richard. You did fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Thank you, uh, Christian. And thanks, everybody, for listening.